Another edition of Wrestling POV. I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with Mimi Goody. Shalom. On the third wheel, Rick Serrano, the third, Ricky Tiki, Bobby Wobbin. <laughs> Our intern, Miguel Cole. That's all you get. We, hey, after last week's show, we put we gave you a lot of responsibilities, Miguel. Hi, Miguel. Okay, okay, How are you doing? Okay. Plus, you should be happy. Oh, Mimi Goody's here. Mimi Goody's back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> already starting this shit. All right. We have a huge show today. We have the pay-per-view points game. No mercy. That's this weekend. Well, we have a new champion. Will Elio be remaining champion? Ooh. Mm. He's had it for a long damn time, you know? It's been I'm a saying. It's been a while. Yeah, he hasn't talked any smack or nothing. Oh, no, man. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, that's He's a quiet champion. He is a quiet but champion. But I, I am going to tell you this because I'm, I'm just going to say it right now is that there's a new uh, tag team forming. You'll hear it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just That's all I'm going to say. You'll hear a new tag team form this weekend. That's right. 38 Lads, we're calling you out. All right? All right? Okay. Oh, damn. Okay. Calling That's you right. out, calling 38 you out, Lads. <laughs> All right. And then also we have Lucha Underground, Cortez Castro, will be joining us today. That's right. That's right. He will be joining us. We'll just, we're just waiting. Uh, <laughs> all right. But... Of course, before we go through all of that, we have to cover the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right, and before we do that, we got some emails with Miguel. With email Miguel. Oh, my God. (laughs) So here we are. We have a question from Linda from California. Her question is, what does Miguel Cole wear when he sleeps? Oh, my goodness. This is embarrassing. I actually... Don't say it, Miguel. Uh-oh. Mr. Rick, she asked a question. Miguel, I swear to God, do not say it. <laughs> Mr. Rick, I have to tell the people what I wear when I sleep. Linda wants to know. <laughs> Linda, I wear nothing when I sleep. Oh. I sleep naked. Oh. It's a ghost. Oh, man. T- I just had a visual. T-M-I. Oh. oh wow. and I, I also, I sleep. I sleep with Mr. Rick. <laughs> Oh, God, let's not go there. <laughs> not tink tink, uh, tic tac. <laughs> uh, 
Wow. I don't know. You may be surprised, Tony. I was just saying. Oh, Mr. Miguel? <laughs> oh, my God. Be surprised with Miguel? What Ooh. the hell is going on with this show? Already? I'm a medical professional. Let me see. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Miguel wow. sometimes looks like Pinocchio after he tells a lie. What the hell? Very, very intense. <laughs> yeah, very intense. Um, I mean, my, my whole thing was I wanted it an explanation of you took a number one guy and dragged him down to number eight. What was the explanation? You know, there wasn't any. And, and I was, you know, I was like, really? I mean, you can't, you can't go based on, oh, because he's my favorite. You, you just can't do that, you know? So, yeah, that, it, it was intense. It was intense, so. Yeah, I mean, look, Todd's not even here this week. You, you must have scared him away. <laughs> all right, all right. Relax. No, no, relax. He, Todd is celebrating the Jewish yeah, New Year. It's the Jewish New Year. Shalom, Mazel Tov, all that stuff. Yep. Um, but he will be back next He'll week. He'll be back next yeah. week. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you guys can't even take a joke. You know what, Mr. Rick? I think it's time for some birthdays. Yahoo! Wow, he took Wait, over your spot. <laughs> he said, you know what? I'll take you know what? Why don't you just tell the birthdays, Miguel? Oh my goodness. Okay, so this one, relax. <laughs> wow. It's a birthday. <laughs> No kidding. Wow. Wait, he's 59? 59. Wow. I, you know what? I thought he was older. Right? Exactly. I felt like he was a lot older, but the guy the guy still looks good. He looks yeah. in good shape. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. I'm not going to... I just love Double A, man. I yeah. think, he, think he needs more acknowledgement for the way he wrestled. Yes, I agree. I definitely One of the agree. best of all time. Absolutely. I'm speaking <laughs> of one of the best of all time. Greg, the Hammer Valentine, turns 66 years old. Wow, no kidding. Really? Yeah. Greg the Hammer. I, I did a few shows with him. Um, it's probably going to be things that I, I'm, I'm never going to tell um, on air. Um, <laughs> not good experiences, i tell you that much. Not good. Wow. Not good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. Not gonna lie, I didn't all I didn't get all Brooklyn, Brooklyn there, Mimi. Jeepers. Mm. But uh, anyway, well, yeah. Uh, that's most what's wrong with Brooklyn? Show. I didn't say shit about Brooklyn. Oh, I thought so. Shit, Bronx all the way. Oh, I Brooklyn. thought so. Brooklyn. I thought so. <laughs> Team Bronx, that's right. Boy, you born and raised in Brooklyn. Next up, we got Matt Hardy, version one. Turns 43 years old. No kidding. Version 1. Version, not virgin. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, right. No, he's not a virgin. <laughs> oh. Jesus. I mean, they could have been immaculate conception, yeah. you know. Uh-uh. Right? Uh-uh. There's such things as, as a turkey baster. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> Next up. We have 
the Drew Barrymore of WWE, Renee Young, turns 32 years old. No kidding. <laughs> you call her the Drew Barrymore. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> No kidding. 71. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Hey. You kind of look that old. He doesn't. He doesn't. Good he kid. looks like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those southern, you know, those southern darlings, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm here right <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. Southern, southern Love me dollars. some Briscoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Last but not least, the most important birthday of the week, and probably the last time I'll mention his name for birthdays ever. What? All red everything, Eva Marie turns 33. Now, why did you go? She's no longer with the company. She ain't doing nothing with wrestling. She ain't no wrestler. She ain't no wrestler. Mm -mm. She ain't no service to be there. No. Spank that. Mm-mm. Oh. Yeah. Did. Yes, spank that. He probably mm-hmm. did. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> Good With God. that being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, probably the saddest news of the week. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away at the age of 73 years old. Um, he had many health issues dating back to 2002 when he was diagnosed with throat cancer and he also battled tongue cancer. Um, there's no word on the cause of death, but I mean, this is one of the hardest moments I had as a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah I have to say, you know, I, I was I, when the news broke out, you know, I watched, uh, I started watching a lot of Bobby Heenan's, um, funniest moments you can say and you know and the reason why I'm bringing this out now is because of the text that you sent me during that Ginger Mahal bit and Bobby was just as bad <laughs> oh he was, yeah he was he was outrageous <laughs> I mean he was calling women like he did this one skit with this lady and then um, he goes oh that's a awfully nice purse you got there and she goes oh this old bag and then he goes yeah you too <laughs> I'm like yeah, yeah, I remember. you know I mean he was known to be ruthless and not hold back yeah. his tongue you know and uh, oh, it, it, it did it broke my heart to hear that and I was like ah oh, bummer but um, yeah he was one of the best I, I tell you there's yeah. never going to be another Bobby to bring Heenan never nope I just did. <laughs> I think that was one of my nephews, my favorite nephew, David. His his favorite um, commentator because he named himself Brooklyn Brain. Oh, the really? Brain. <laughs> Your nephew did. Yes, my favorite nephew. Jesus. Well, she emphasis uh, on the favorite part and nephew. <laughs> well, my favorite Aunt Debbie used to always tell me. Um, <laughs> she, I remember, I remember sitting down with my favorite aunt, and my favorite aunt watched the, my favorite Royal Rumble of all time, the 1992 Royal Rumble, 
and that was my favorite Bobby Heenan moment when he was in the corner of Ric Flair, and he's commentating on the Rumble, and he's like, "Yes, Rowdy, help him out, help Rick. You, you know what? It's not a skirt. It's a, it's a kilt. It's a kilt." And as soon as Rowdy attacked him, it's a kilt. It's a kilt. I always do. <laughs> And after the Royal Rumble, my Aunt Debbie, my favorite aunt, she took me and got me a Yoo-Hoo. And it's just like memories like that that I had with my favorite Aunt Debbie that made the moments with Bobby Brain that much more special. So rest in peace, Bobby. Um, again, greatest manager and greatest commentator of all time. That is all the wrestling news I have for this week. All right, so <clears throat> on to rumors. This was a big one, and uh, there was a bunch that I had, but there was this one that really stuck out, and I had to report it, being that we got a jam-packed show that, this. check this out, Paige has officially been cleared to return to the ring. Yeah. Now, here's the rumor part of it. They're saying that if she returns, when she returns, that she's going to be part of SmackDown Live. Yeah! Already has a storyline ready to go for her return, but here is her biggest fear is that the WWE is uh, going to forgive and forget what Paige has done uh, with this whole thing that's been going on about the past year or so, yep. or a little less than a year with uh, Alberto Del Rio. And, uh, uh, yeah, him. And, uh, plus, you know, the sex tape that came out with her. And, uh, you know, uh, she's a little, you know, worried. Um, now. And then they got her going into SmackDown where, isn't that where. Xavier Woods Xavier is. Xavier Woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More like uh, Wood. Bingo. <laughs> Boomer. Jesus Christ. This 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 is like the most inappropriate show ever. Uh, episode, my bad. Uh, but funny. Alright, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't interesting. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Alright, so uh, yeah, that's that's the rumor. Um who knows? I mean, but it's, it's good to have Paige back. I was wondering, too, uh, if she was going to come back. I hope she does. I you think know? she's going to succeed. I think, I think so, too. I, um, like I said, they don't know exactly um, how the crowd is going to respond to her, you know? Heal, you know, baby? I had, a, Heal. Heal? I had a conversation with my wife, and everybody, she was saying how, oh, the crowd is going to get on her. I don't think so. I don't think the crowd no? is going to react that way. I think they're going to be... I think they're gonna be good. I don't think they're gonna cross that line. That's something. Come back at first, it was funny. But oh yeah. No, but wait, wait, wait. Here, here's my question though. If she comes back, you're saying have her come back as a heel. You agree with that, Rick? No. But now, Absolutely. now, now I'm gonna ask you. She comes back as a heel. Isn't that gonna be kind of you know throwing rocks in glass houses? You know what I'm saying with all the shit that she's been through. So bringing her back as a heel. They might say some inappropriate stuff. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, I mean, you still... But think? yeah, because right now on SmackDown, you, how many baby faces do you have on SmackDown? Okay. All right. Point to <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's all I got for me. What do you got for Ranger? Um, Other than nothing, I have <gasps> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. 
nothing. Seriously, yo? Alright. For reals. For reals in the hills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to rhyme. No, the hills, hills was the only thing I It sounded like one of those new rappers. Oh, be quiet. Making up words. And <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go. Somebody yeah, that's right. <laughs> Alright, let's go straight on to Raw Noops. Alright, we're gonna skip through these real fast because uh, I just got word that Cortez Castro will be calling in a few. So uh, let me run by this and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get him on for the interview. Alright, Nia Jax defeated Alexa Bliss. Ain't that some crazy shit? So after the match, Bliss, Sasha Banks, and returning Bailey teamed up to fight off Jax. Uh, Banks and Bailey then teamed up to beat up Bliss. Bailey was then added to the Raw Women's Championship match at No Mercy. What do you guys think about that? Before I even go further, it is preposterous. That is ridiculous, man. Adding Bailey to the freaking uh, No Mercy. Seriously, she, what did she earn to get back in that? In there. And back in that, you know, I wouldn't reek any there. But seriously, there's none. None. None at all. And okay. Emma's not there. Yeah. But I don't get it. Word. Word to her. All right. Up next, it was the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, what was that? Uh, no. <laughs> Seth and Dean. That's right. Uh, they faced off against Sheamus and Cesaro. Um, and Luke, uh, they faced the club too, didn't they? Did they face the club? My notes are messed up. My notes got messed up. Sorry. Anyway, uh, Seamus and Cesaro run, didn't they? Yeah, they did. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll go over that more later. I, my, I got my notes mixed up. Ugh. Bummer. But, but to do that match again is ridiculous. It is. I mean, I said it. They're going to just do a bunch of different mixes of this match. Mm-hmm. And then you don't even put the club in the title picture. Yeah, you ask yeah. The club yeah. Every week. Yeah, exactly. But I guarantee you they're going to interfere. Just a thought. Oh yeah. Pay per view points oh. later on. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. We'll find out. All right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> up next it was Apollo Cruz defeated Kurt Hawkins. Uh, Hawkins. 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 <laughs> I went Japanese. No. <laughs> that was bad. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. That's what he called me gender. Gender <laughs> now, my thing is, real quick on this, I like the fact that Kurt Hawkins acknowledged the fact that he has a losing streak. I like that part. So, but with Apollo Crews, I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, let's move on with the show, please. So, Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar threaten each other through a satellite. Um... No, there was. I knew nothing was going to happen. No pop. Pre-recorded, by the way. Oh yeah, it was pre-recorded, no doubt, no doubt. From Minnesota. Yeah, from Minnesota. <laughs> wow, what's going on here? All right, so then, <laughs> up next it was Roman Reigns cutting a promo on John Cena for not being on the show, which is true. John Cena, I think he was in China or. Something yeah. like that? Yes, promoting the WWE, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> was so, he? Or was he doing it? Or was it wasn't for the movie? His job. No, it was for the WWE. WWE. Because Roman can't do his job. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. Right? I agree. Wow. Wow. Well, we can Why can I agree? It's That's a first. Time. That's a first. Yeah. And with John Cena. And yeah. with John Cena, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Domino's. John Cena sucks. John <laughs> Cena's right. the best in the world. No, he's not. So, now, up next, it was Bray Wyatt defeated Dustin Rhodes. Not even Goldust. It was Dustin Rhodes. Um, 
Of course, Finn Balor, you know, they got their thing going this weekend. Uh, Neville defeated uh, Grand Metallic. Uh, I thought that, uh, I thought he was going to take the mask off. Yeah. It was a little close there, you know what I'm saying? And I don't like that when they do that. You don't like that? I don't like when they try to rip people's masks off. Why? Because it's, it's disrespectful. Come on. It is disrespectful. Alrighty then. My goodness. Holy shit. You know, that's like sacred. Sacred. In, in the wrestling I mean, world. In Lucha. In Lucha. In Lucha. Imagine imagine if they wipe Mimi's makeup off. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. All right, so <laughs> up next, uh, Enzo tried to cut his promo, but he got brutalized by Braun Strowman. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yo, when he landed, I don't know if anybody caught on, but he, I guess the mic flew off first, and he landed right on the mic mm-hmm. in the middle of his back. Man, that looked like it hurt. You know, it will be one of those things how <laughs> I huh? got into the ER. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff, Yo, butt. he messed him. <laughs> oh. And then, of course, Neville came out, he does his thing or whatever, and that was that. They got their What's match. Up with Neville now? He just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like he's been smoking for fifty years. <laughs> he might be losing some teeth. It looks like he's losing teeth. Yeah. <laughs> right. It does. And then you got, but Neville. I mean, Enzo is the number one contender for the Cruiserweight title. Why not have Braun do this to Kurt Hawkins or Apollo Crews? Exactly. Exactly. That's true. And that's why I don't understand what they're doing with him sometimes, you know? And it, it was because of this exact moment. It's like, wait a minute. Why, why would you do that when he's supposedly supposed to be the number one contender for the belt? Why? I don't why? get it. Why? I don't get it. Why? So, why? anyway, why? moving on. Uh, actually, the main event it was the six pack challenge. Jason Jordan, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and Elias Sampson. I'm still calling him Elias Sampson. I think that's a catchy name. Not Elias. <laughs> Shut up, y'all. <laughs> he just went on country knee over there. I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, what are you in New Mexico or something? Yeah, I know, right? So, anyway. <laughs> Kurt Angle originally made this a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, but the Miz suggested adding Curtis and Bo Dallas, which was, you know, a good move, I think, on um, that angle. Um, of course, um, uh, uh, Jason Jordan won. I mean, do I have to go any further? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe was just wanted to cut me off the sink. But uh <laughs> now my thing is this. I mean did you guys I mean did you guys like the result of Jason Jordan No. Fine. Cause he sucks. <coughs> you know, like they don't he don't wanna be put out there like I'm being pushed because Kurt Angle's my father, but he's being pushed because Kurt Angle is his father. No. Yes. I don't I don't see it that way. I see it that way. I don't, right? I see it as somebody who got his ass beat the last two weeks. And, you know, I was all for Jason Jordan. But, again, don't give him a title shot right away. It's I said this. And they gave him a title shot. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I'm back on hating Jason Jordan. <laughs> I hate you, Jason Jordan. I, I hate you. Dang. <laughs> That's like, you know, I 
hate him as much as Jason Jordan's real father probably hates him because he's probably like, yo, I'm your father, bro. You out there calling Karen Angle your father. I'm your daddy. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? JJ, who's your daddy? That's right. Alright, um, I, I don't know. I, I agree, though. I think it's just way too early. Way too early. Way too early. I I don't agree with that one bit. You don't think it's Kurt Angle's, like, the angle that they... The, <laughs> the, the angle that they're doing is, like, they're pushing them because, you know... The whole Kurt, Kurt Angle Kurt, Kurt thing? Angle thing. I don't know. I, I you know, know. I, you know what? I mean, with the other rumors that I was hearing about having Jason Jordan and Emma hook up, and all of a sudden having Jason Jordan have a like a little bit of a block on his shoulder because he's dating Emma, and Emma's only dating him because he's you know Kurt Angle's son, so she can get what she wants as far as the title pitch. I'd rather have seen that angle yeah. than this match coming up at no yes yes i agree i agree seriously i totally agree with that but to me i think they're just herb and emma number one Mm -hmm. they just threw her in this match just so she can be the fall guy for Mm -hmm. my opinion my point of view so all right actually that was um cortez castro on the phone um he's uh uh waiting so we're going to take a quick pause and then when we come back we are going to have Lucha Underground's Cortez Castro coming at you. We'll be right back. Lucha Underground! Yo, yo, yo. This right here is former WWE World Tag Team Champion, Grandmaster Sexay, Brian Christopher. And you know, when I'm going to listen to a podcast, I'm going to listen to the best. And if you want to listen to the best, you're going to tune in, listen to Tony and Rick at Wrestling POV Podcast. Yeah. And we are back, and we are going to celebrate Lucha Underground's 100th episode with the very special guest from Lucha Underground, Cortez Castro. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice. Now, Cortez, listen, I'm a huge fan of yours. You have been in Lucha Underground from the beginning. Can you tell me, how has Lucha Underground evolved from episode 1 to 100 in your eyes? Okay, uh, well, little information here. I was actually the very first wrestler to sign a contract with Lucha Underground as well. So, uh, around the awesome. office personnel calls me, uh, uh number one, because my employee number is 001. So, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually the one, uh, I, I got seniority there, so I'm like undertaking the back. So. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's obviously it's uh it's grown and and uh evolved into what many people call like the best wrestling show on television. Uh and I I you know, a little bit biased but I agree completely. Um uh for a lot of different reasons I agree though. I I think that we are doing something different finally, you know. Uh, wrestling fans are, are ready for something different. They're ready for you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we're taking the entertainment part to another to another level, uh, more so than than other places have. Just because uh, we are a television show, we're not necessarily a, a wrestling company. So we are entertainment first, and then pro wrestling almost second. Like, oh, wow. not 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 one hundred percent, but uh, I, I guess maybe. Maybe there's more more 
fine, finer details with the entertainment part, meaning like the vignettes and the storylines and stuff like that and the developing of the characters and stuff. It's, we kind of try to take that to the next level, you know? So, uh, uh, you know, it works there and stuff is, is kind of like, in my opinion, like taking that part of it to a whole nother level. And then they kind of just, uh, they give us some direction and stuff as far as when the matches come down to it. Just, uh, but a lot of that is our own. It's kind of like, let the wrestlers be the wrestlers and then the creative team is creative, you know, and they're creating. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel that, that that's our strong point. So um, it, it's evolved tremendously. It's, I remember the first day, uh, actually, I remember uh, D, Christopher to Joseph and, and his writing team called me like, uh, maybe a month and a half before we went into shooting uh, the show. And he was just kind of putting it out there like, uh, you know, we had this idea, uh, they wanted me to be Son of Havoc originally. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, so they called me and asked how I felt about wrestling under a mask. And everybody there, uh, is his, the writers all kind of agreed that I had great facials and, uh, I looked intense as far as like my, you know, as wrestling as, as the human crippler, Ricky Reyes. So they kind of wanted to continue to use that, um, with the show. So they had, they had asked me if, if I had any ideas or any, anything that I, maybe I wanted to do, uh, without a mask. And, and I said, yeah, I said, actually, you know, I've been thinking about, um, changing my gear and my look. I had been kind of tossing it around in my head, like, for probably a good year, um, I just didn't really have a reason or a, a, a platform really to do it for any particular, you know, reason or, or, or story or anything, you know what I mean? It was just, it would have just been me showing up to shows in different gear. And, and what I wanted was exactly what I'm wearing now, which is like the camo cargo pants tucked into my kick pads. And I, I just wanted to wear like the gloves, but I didn't want to be like flashy with it. You know, I wanted right. it to be kind of, kind of like badass, like uh, heelish, you know, um, uh, like I didn't want it to look like I was getting lazy because I was, I, yeah. I, I think that when wrestlers do like like shorts or, or pants or something that, that it look, I, I feel like they're kind of like giving up, like eh, I don't really care, I'm just going to wear whatever and, and I didn't want that to be, like I wanted it to be uh, meaningful and, and, and have a reason behind it so this was kind of perfect for me so I pitched the idea about the, the pants and stuff and the gloves. And I remember DJ told me, he goes, um, can you take a picture and email it to me? And I said, yeah. So I literally, you know, like told my wife, like, come on, let's, let's go to the store. I want to grab these things. So we went and I bought everything and then I took a picture and I emailed it to him and he said, perfect, bring that. And I was like, nice. So I, I had a reason to change my look. So that, uh, what I'm getting at is like the creative team, you know what I mean? Like they get, they, they kind of like took what I wanted to do and then they, they, they magnified it times 10. You know, they took Cortez Castro, like, oh, okay, like they put him in the crew, you know, a street mm -hmm. thug, whatever, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then season two, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, you're an undercover cop the whole time. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, like people are like, I remember going into season two, we had a little viewing party while we were shooting, uh, like the, the, the end of season two and we had like the first four episodes on uh, brought to us by, by uh, El Ray Network that hey you know check out the first month what it's going to look like and I didn't tell very many people in the back um, 
what I was doing exactly. We were just doing, you know, we just do matches on the weekends. We every other weekend we shoot we shoot TV matches. But during the week, everybody uh, is brought in to LA to just shoot their vignettes and their story. But but not everyone knows every every what everyone's doing because you're there at different hours. You're shooting at different times. Like I'm in LA at the same time. You know, three, four of the people are, and I don't even see them. You know what I mean? Unless, wow. unless I'm friends, unless I'm friends with them, and I'm uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here. You know, or or I talk to them during the weekends when we're shooting TV, and I say, well, when do you when do you go home? When do you you know when do you come back? So a lot of times you're, you know, we stay in the same hotel. So, but it's you're on set, and everything is set up. You know, I mean, like this is like huge production you know so the whole set everything is set up specifically for you you know and it makes you feel i mean it really makes you feel really special so it's, it's yeah. a cool feeling but but um yeah so much detail goes into each character like we don't i mean we have the poster boys type of guys you know on the roster and yeah. stuff uh but but everyone's character is is special everybody has them yeah. has the main event everybody has a show stealing moment you know what i mean so yeah. it's kind of that was always DJ's uh, idea with with Lucha Underground was that you know like I could main event or you know Mundo would main event or you know like you know you know just just everyone sexy star main main events you know it's it brings everyone's value up you know and then ultimately at the end of the day the whole show is valuable you know like right. like we're only an hour so it's like if you miss fifteen minutes of it you you miss an important part of the show you got to go back and watch it you know so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that's what makes our show different. Again, it, you know, people say, "Oh, it should be two hours. It, it should be year round." But I feel like <laughs> that, that would be maybe too much. You know what I mean? Like, like look how mad people get when we go off the air, like like when we're off season, and they'll go back and show the old episodes. And people are like, well, when are they? When season three? When se-? you know? And they they get all mad, you know. And then when it comes on, they're like. You know, it's like, oh, it's like a sign from God. They're like, yes, yes, it's coming back, you know. And, it's, and I mean, that's that's what you want. We wanted to create something people wanted to see. And, and uh, you know, it's actually, it's become what Lucha Underground has created is like a whole new style almost of, of wrestling. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you got, like, like, I'm out there on the independents everywhere. And all of us are like, you know, Phoenix and Pentagon and, you know, um, you know, you know, Mundo's even out there more now. Like he wasn't doing, you know, very much stuff before Lucha Underground, and then he just he caught that bug again, and then now he's everywhere, you know, all over the world again. And so, I mean, it's kind of like it's definitely done well for wrestling in general, like as a, as a business. You know, it's it's right. it's, uh, it's like another shot in the arm. You know, it's so. I mean, it's. It's evolved tremendously. I mean, anyone that's ever seen the first episode, like I was there, like the first episode, you know, there was like, there was, you know, there was gaps in in the seating, you know what I mean? It wasn't all full. It was, the crowd was kind of like still trying to figure out exactly what we were, what we were watching, but we were also still trying to figure out what we were creating. Like it was nothing, you know, like, like, there was like I think thirteen wrestlers in the locker room our first weekend, our first you know couple months, you know, and it was a matter of like, what are you going to make this into? And ultimately, it was everyone was there to make their own creation, and and it, it, that's what Lucha Underground just became, you know. 
Right. So the, as far as the environment goes, I know it's a totally different environment than being in the indie scene. What I mean, I know that has to have been like because it's generally like almost like a movie min- miniseries, right? Right. Exactly. So what's what's the environment like? I mean. Uh, was it, you know, I don't want to say like a lot of cut and action, especially with the promos in the back. You know, I know that's more in detail than what you see in WWE or in T- or Ring of Honor or uh, TNA or whatever they're called nowadays. Um, <laughs> seriously. And so what what's, what's that environment? Was that all difficult? Was that difficult for you to, to adjust than comparing it to like the indie scene or was it easier for you? Well, what do you mean? Like the matches or... Well, the matches the and, and the back, yeah, the backstage vignettes and stuff like that. I mean, I know that was a lot yeah. of work getting into that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, did you have to really well, harness your acting skills? Yeah, definitely. Well, see, the thing is, is, like with the shows, it's just business as usual. You know, like we've we've made the shows because we we take two two weeks and and on, on each day, so we do a month in a weekend. So we'll do like a. Oh, yeah. Like Saturday will start, I think, 4 o'clock. You know, it'll be about an hour and a half. And then they'll take, like, a half-hour break. Oh. And then the audience will leave, go to, like, a like a lounge area, like, VIP stuff. And then um, and then the band will play. So it's kind of like a party type oh, nice. of atmosphere. People drinking and eating food and, you know, like, the band's playing. And then they bring, then they'll bring in... The, the the audience back and then that'll be the second week you know so it'll be another hour to hour and a half and then so we do that Saturday and Sunday so that was uh, kind of like just a very organized uh, independent show you know what I mean and we were we were pretty much on point with times and stuff like that and I think it was good for the crowd because they got like a hot show you know like right. four to five matches and then they got to just hang out, chill out, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then come back. And then it was like, you know, another, another, you know, four or five matches. So even though it was, it's kind of like maybe 10 matches, but some of the matches are shorter, you know what I mean? Because like, we can only fit in an hour, uh, you know, I want to say on average, like three, maybe four matches, yeah. you know, and, and one of them is usually going to be pretty pretty tight right. like maybe three four minutes you know what i mean kind of just no in you know already in the ring type of thing just get to it get, get the point across because it's building to something so so in that sense you had to learn um if if you didn't understand how to do tv you learned really quickly because really? not everybody is accustomed or wants to take that get that news of like hey man uh your match is two minutes and literally it's two minutes you know and and a typical independent wrestler would be like well i can't get all my stuff in two minutes or i can't look like a star in two minutes but the reality of it is if you're only doing two there's a reason for that you know and it's going to gradually build so for the guys that didn't understand that um they had to learn really quickly and um you know you just kind of that's where the agents come in and you know sometimes they're like they're like your, your shrink or your psychiatrist because it's like <laughs> you get mad you know you don't you don't you know it's like frustrating and and you know you don't want to be that guy but it it, eat, it does eat up at you after a while you know it's like I, I did 
season three, for the most part, uh, you know, I was just kind of like telling this story. Yeah. So my matches were pretty much, you know, like the story was me just kind of getting beat up. Right. Um, and, and it just it wears it wears on you. Like at first, you're like, okay, you know, there's there is light at you know this tunnel, and then we, you know, I come in and it's like, all right, you got Pentagon, and he's gonna break your arm. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now you're going out with a broken arm, and Matanza's gonna destroy you. All right. Now you got Milmuertes, and he's just gonna be Milmuertes, and I'm like, yeah. all right. Oh, uh, now you're debuting this new character, but it's against Cage, so Cage is gonna eat you. You know, it's like, all right. And then you're like, come on, man. Like, you know, when's you know, you know, yeah. when am I getting to that light? You know, so it takes time, but right. Um, well, as far as like the vignettes and stuff like that, like. That's just, I mean, it's, it, at first it's extremely overwhelming because it's straight up 100% Hollywood. Like, yeah. you got nine cameras shooting your face. You know, if you're in a room with just Dario, it's him. But behind him and around him are like seven dudes with cameras and holding lights and, you know, and like the director's outside and he's got a whole contraption set up from all different angles he can see, you know, your left ear to your right ear and everything in between. And, you know, and you got, you got, you know, the guy, you know, someone there with your script and feeding you lines and it's just, it's insane, you know, it's, it's like, you know, and then after a while, you get kind of used to it because I think what helps is you just kind of get to know the crew, yeah. and then in between takes, you kind of joking, laughing, and then you and then you lighten up a little bit. But at first, you're completely like for me, everyone's looking at me, and I'm like, I'm more nervous in front of these nine people than I am in front of nine thousand. You know, like in the ring. So yeah. I'm like, and I'm and all I'm thinking is like, man, if I mess this up, we're gonna do this all over again, and everyone's looking at me. You know, and right. so. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough. It's but it's such a great learning experience. Like you know, I, I feel like if I were to go anywhere else and they put the camera in front of me, I I could never be nervous anymore because it's just like, oh yeah, I get it. You know. Now, did that help you with your? Pro- do you think you got you know that doing that part of it, the acting part of it? Do you think that translated for in you doing your promos like you know a little bit better? Like you said, you got more comfortable now, so. Did it help you with your promos in a way, or is that separate? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Oh, absolutely. Like, like you, you know, you can't. So, you know, for me at least, I took it as like, you know, taking my promos really it helped bring me to another level because right. now I'm looking at it from a different perspective. You know what I mean? I'm I get to sit there and do a character where I'm strictly worried about these lines and getting this point across with my emotion like I would in the ring but without using my using physicality you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so like you kind of tap into that emotional side like facials you know how you deliver a line you know or how you say something the way you say it when to turn it up like when to change gears as far as you know stuff like that so so it really helps kind of all all aspects because and then you can bring that into the ring as well you know and and you kind of do the same so right. i mean yeah i mean it's uh i mean i've done some promos for like local tv stuff you know on independence out here and uh I, de- I definitely feel more comfortable and with the director and stuff he's he's so cool about everything where 
you know, he says, now, now would you say this line like this? And, that, and sometimes you're like, no, I, I wouldn't say these words or I wouldn't say it in this order. And then he says, okay, say it how you would say it. Because right. this, we need you to say this, not, you know, don't look at it as we need this character to say it. We need you to say it. How would you say it? Okay. So he's nice. really cool with that. So, and then, you know, in most places, nine times out of ten, they're like, hey, can you shoot a promo? And it's like, yeah, okay, well, you're wrestling this guy, you know, and, and whatever. So you kind of just have such such freedom on independence. Like, okay, well, yeah. how can I make this really good? You know, it's like, you know, my heel, my face, you know, and you kind of tap into those resources that you have past experiences with. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's definitely helped me. Like, like, like I feel like, like so much com- more comfortable, you know, like I feel like I, even if I did ramble on in a promo, I feel like I can like save myself, you know, and not, and not ramble off into something that's uh, completely irrelevant. I can just bring it back and always have that, that comfort zone of like, all right, I'll just wrap it up now, you know, because I'm more calm when it comes down to doing the promos. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the light at the end of the tunnel because it looks like you're getting closer to that light because the last time we saw you inside the temple, you beat Joey Ryan in a 5-0 street fight to win the ancient Aztec medallion to get good. into the seven-way Gift of the Gods match. That was a good now, match, too. Let me tell you about that street fight. That's how you put on a street exactly. fight, bro. Um, the handcuffs busting you open, the SWAT team, a cop car. Yeah. Dude, you had a cavity search in the match. Like, <laughs> what goes into, what's like in your mind and for a match like that, especially against somebody like Joey Ryan? Well, I mean, we we knew that, that we were going to be the, you know, the, the, attra- the featured attraction match of that show. Um, you know, whether we were last or not was completely irrelevant to us because we we knew that what we were going to do that, it, you know, that we were going to be the, the main event, the best match of the night. So um, going into that match, you know, we had worked really, really hard. Uh, you know, a lot of our, our hard work was done, you know, in the vignette, you know, like telling this story, developing this story with Joey for two years, really. And then wow. for me even was even before that because everything I did in season one was to make me hate it. So in season two, they, it was a complete disbelief oh. that I was a police officer, you know? So yeah. uh, for me, it was really a culmination of what almost is almost three years worth of my work, you know? So um, I went in there with the idea that uh, I was going to just go out 100% all the way with everything, you know, and, um, and with Joey, like, you know, people, people want to always point out his character and his gimmick, you know, and the gimmick that he does in the ring as if that's all he can do, you know, and I, I felt like he went out there like, you know, like he had something to prove too, you know, maybe to some fans that maybe thought that, that he was only a gimmick, you know, and um, so we went out there, just a couple of SoCal boys, just, you know, wanted to, to just, uh, you know, steal the steal the show and, and get the wrestling world talking oh, about yeah. us. You know, so that 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 was the idea. And uh, then they gave us all these toys to play with. And and every time they brought something out for us, they were like, "Oh, we have this. Do you want this?" <laughs> we didn't say no to nothing. Like we were like, "Yes, put that here. Yes, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Yes." And then uh, you know, we just started. You know, we we got there really early that day, and we just started like kind of bouncing ideas off. You know, and then it kind of just snowballed. And before we knew it, we had we had everything 
piece together. Both of us just wanted everything. Everything just needed to make sense. That was it. Like, I'm all for doing whatever in a match, but it has to make sense. Like, it has to... Someone... You have to be able to bring the realism and, and something realistic into every situation and every part of the match. That's how the fans stay engaged in what you're doing. Exactly. The second the crowd, the second the crowd disengages because it's not real or it's not uh, it's not something that they can relate to, mm-hmm. that's when they say, oh, there was parts of the match I didn't like or it was boring or I didn't really care for that match. They can't really tell you why. They just know that they disengaged from the match for some reason. And that's how people say, yeah, I didn't really care for that match. Well, well what didn't you? I don't know. I just didn't really like it. Because they, they don't know how to word it, and they, they, they just know the feeling. They can't describe, they can't really describe why that feeling came, and it's usually because, you know, something odd happened, you know. So we didn't want, we had a lot going on, and we just wanted everything to build, 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 and everything head in the right direction. Everything had a reason, everything had its own place, and everything had a purpose, you know. Right. And it was all, it's only to move forward, 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 you know, so... Uh, I thought we did a great job. We didn't have a whole lot of help from agents and stuff. They just kind of, you know, like, yeah, just, you know, don't get hurt, you know. Uh, So, I mean, and and we asked, like, hey, you know, there's a cop car. Yeah, you know, uh, first thing I said was, like, okay, if someone doesn't take a rock bottom on this cop car, I'm burning this place down myself. So... So Joey's like, you want to do one? And I was like, yes. I was like, hit me with the rock bottom because it's just, it just has to happen. Like, there has to be a stunner at WrestleMania. Like, there has to, you know, these things have to happen. If there's a hood of a car, someone's got to take a rock bottom on it. So, yes, that's true. Yeah. So we, I mean, we had, you know, we had basically the, the keys to the, the keys to the house and can play with whatever we wanted to so we just went wild and we made sure that everything that they put money into that we used smashed broke or busted over our heads so yeah well you guys definitely tore the house down now i have a a question for you what are your thoughts on the whole sexy star rosemary armbar incident where do you stand on that okay so here's the thing um i know sexy uh you know and there's, there's a couple, you, you have to take, there's there's always three sides to a story, yep. you know. Of course. One, yep. You know, Rosemary, Rosemary's the sexy side and then the truth. Right. So the idea is, I mean, whatever, what you know, whether it's a work or not is completely, you know, whatever. But if it's this was legit and it happened, you know, I'm sure that there was a reason for it. Like, I feel yeah. like there's way more to the story than what was being there. told. Yep. And I think in, in all honesty, I feel like, I feel like this more, more than anything that social media just blew it all out of proportion mm-hmm. so quickly. And, you know, I just feel like it got out of hand through social media and, uh, they made it worse than what it really was. So right. if this Rosemary girl really did get injured, you know, as much as they say, because at first it was a broken arm, and then I heard that it was, like, strained ligaments. I mean, strained ligaments, you can do that, you know, running on a treadmill, you know. know, So, I mean, I don't know, like, I I don't even know her, and I don't know the situation. I know sexy, so, like, uh, 
all I can say is, is if Sexy got mad and hurt this girl, if this is true, there had to be some something that triggered it. Right. I don't know what. So, um, you know, I, I don't really have a place where I stand as far as like how everything went down because none of us know, right. you know, but everybody exactly. wants to point the finger and then paint her to be a bad person yeah. or a bad wrestler or whatever. All of a sudden now she is. Well, when she won the Lucha Underground title, she was the greatest person in the entire exactly. planet. Exactly. You know, and then now, I mean, something happened in this match or at least people are claiming something happened and she she's supposed you know supposedly hurt this girl and now she's the worst person in the world yeah. you know and it's yeah. like i'm just so sick of people being sheep and just following suit you know no, no one can make their own opinion anymore it's whatever they read it's whatever headline it is yeah. and it's like oh she's a bad person okay well she must be bad yeah. why because because this person said so yeah. you know it's like you know, everyone's speaking out like about about her, but they don't know the situation. They don't know what's real and what's not. Right. You know, exactly. so I mean, I just, I, in my opinion, I just, I don't even care. It doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? It's completely irrelevant as far as me right. goes. You know, as far as my thought and my and my theories on it. Like, like if she did it for real, if she really did it, just because okay, well, then she was mad, she had a bad day, and she did it. Okay, and, and what? Yeah. So what? You know, like, like, and what? Like, what does that change in anyone's life, you know? Now You're people right. want to jump on the bandwagon and try to be like, look how, look how good of a person I am. I hate Sexy Star. Why? Because <laughs> six months ago, you were loving Sexy Star. You know what I mean? So who cares what they say, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. We even said that, when when the news first hit, we said it on the show. We both we all agreed pretty much that you have to look at it from all different angles, you know. And and sexy star was loved for all these years, all these months, and everything. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants to blackball her. So we one hundred percent agree with you. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Now I got my last question for you. I know things are going very well for you at uh, Lucha Underground. The main goal is always to be at WWE. Is that your goal? Are you sticking to that goal? Or are you just happy where you're at with Lucha Underground? Well, I mean, here's... Okay, so from my point of view, um, I, of course, you know, when you're a kid, you want to be a wrestler, all you know is WWE and stuff like that. I just yeah. feel like we're in a different time now and such... A, let me rephrase that. We are in such a unique time now in pro wrestling where... You can, you know, make a good living and not necessarily have to be in WWE. And as you get older, your values change. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I have a a three-year-old now and I'm married. You know what I mean? Like, I just want my family to be taken care of. And the way I do that is is through my, through wrestling, through my job. So I'm okay with that right now. You know what I mean? And I'm just... uh, I'm also a person that I'm not going to quit something that I started, right. you know, and I feel I feel the, very attached and connected with Lucha Underground and everybody there, and I feel like that's my, that's my brand. It's definitely what's put me on the map, you know, on, you know, I, I've wrestled all over the world, and, you know, and CMLO, you know, and all these places, but, you know, it's really given me 
the biggest platform I've ever had, in, at least in the United States. Like, so, you know, right now, I just love what I'm doing now and stuff like that. But, I mean, I think everyone's got to at least at some point try to go to WWE or, or would like to go to WWE, but but I, I'm not even thinking that far ahead right now. Like, for me, I just, I know, like, I'm in a good place, and uh, could it be better? Sure. Could it be worse? Absolutely. Nope. You know, so you got to worry about what you have and not necessarily worry about what others have or what you don't have, you know, because then that's when you start to, you know, that's when you start having, like, negative thoughts and stuff like that because I can always sit here and say, you know, well, my best friends like CM Punk, Small Joe, you know, and boo-hoo for me because I'm not the WWE. Right. You know, I mean, what what good is that going to do, right? Is that yep. going to feed my son and, you know, you know, buy, buy, buy him clothes? No. You know, I got to worry about what I got going on and, and do the best that I can because people, you know, pay to have me at their events and I'm, I'm you know, lucky enough to be booked as much as I am and I just do good business with what I have because right. that's what's that's what's in front of me that's what that's my job right now now if ever someone else is paying me then that'll be my job and my concern then but right. I mean as far as uh, going to WWE I mean you know sh- sure I would I would like to, to ride that wave at some point but is it something I'm looking looking to do soon not not necessarily um nor am I not, you know, looking away from it either. But, you know, I mean, right now I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, I love Lucha Underground. I feel that my characters, like, after that street fight, has kind of, like, climbed to another level. So yeah. I feel like Absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of, like, I'm definitely on, on another level. I feel that I can really excel and push myself. Because, honestly, since I started with Lucha Underground... I've only been in teams or, you know, multiple person type of thing, uh, storylines. Now I'm finally all by myself. You know what I mean? Like, like I won the big blow off match. What's next? You know, season three will end. And honestly, season four could be, you know, based all around just me finally, you know, and then that will take me almost four years to get to that point. So right. it's like I haven't been overused or, you know, used too much. You know what I mean? It's not like I went to the top right off the bat. Now now where do you go from the top to the bottom, right? Like you, there's nowhere else but down to go. So I haven't even touched that surface yet, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Well, Cortez, love having you on the show. Thank you for this being awesome. with us. Uh, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media and where you'll be wrestling next. Okay, uh... Social media, uh, Facebook, uh, just Ricky Reyes. Uh, my Twitter is at Ricky Reyes zero one, and Instagram just Ricky Reyes. Uh, this week, I think uh, oh, I'm in uh, Georgia Premier Wrestling in Canton, Georgia, and Rossville. Uh, Friday night wrestling Matt Cross and the Havoc, and Saturday wrestling Kyle Matthews. Nice. And then uh, awesome. have some. Yeah, so that'll be a good weekend. And then uh, October 6th, 7th, and 8th, I uh, got some Lucha shows, and two in, one in Brooklyn, one in upstate New York, and one in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Then the 14th, I'm in Dallas, Texas for North American Wrestling Alliance. That'll be like a huge show with like uh, Talia, 
myself, Homicide, Davy Richards, uh, yeah, just wow. like a whole whole mess. Chavo Guerrero, uh, just a whole mess of us are going to be out there in Texas. So just got stuff like that. All right, well, well, thanks again, Cortez Castro, for being on the show. We'll be right back after this pause for the cause. Hey, everybody, Ted DiBiase, the main dollar man. Make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV podcast. <laughs> All right, and we are back. What an interview with Cortez Ooh, Castro. Right? The guy is amazing. He um, is. I hope we get him back on the show at one point. I hope he plays the pay-per-view points game. But he's going to lose to me anyway. So <laughs> um, but it is now time for... The top 10 rankings yes. of the month of September. Yes. So, a couple weeks ago, Tony, you gave us the top 10. Yes. Of, at number 10, Prince Puma. At number 9, Kenny Omega. At number 8, Samoa Joe. At number 7, The Miz. Yes. At number 6, Bobby Roode. At number 5, Okada. At number 4, Kevin Owens. At number 3, Cody Rhodes. At number 2, A. Jay Styles and at number one Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. Well, as we heard on last week's episode, Todd Silver said, "Ah, uh-uh, sucker, I'm taking out two of your picks." He took out Okada and Prince Puma and added in Braun Strowman and Finn Balor. And this is Todd Silver's top ten, in which he did at number ten Kenny Omega. Number nine, Bobby Roode. At number eight, he took your number one, Shinsuke Nakamura, and put him at number eight. Number seven, your number one, your number two, AJ Styles. At number six, Samoa Joe. At number five, Kevin Owens. At number four, his first replacement, Braun Strowman. At number three, The Miz. At number two, Cody Rhodes. And at number one, his second replacement, Finn Baller. Damn. Damn. And he caught a lot of heat for it. Caught yeah. a lot of heat for it. But, uh, you know, the, the whole ranking system, like I said, it's going to, it's supposed to carry on from here on out. Uh, next month, uh, Rick Serrano the third, uh, he will have his top ten for the month of October. Um, yes. And it, it basically should kind of transfer from the month of September. You know, obviously, you know, like if like if all of a sudden Samoa Joe is back for the next two weeks, you know, that might influence uh, Rick Serrano third to move him up in the rankings. I don't know. It's all up to him, though. And then, uh, and then of course, the week after that, I can change it, add two, or take out two. I don't have to. I can rearrange the whole order if I want to. But if I think it was okay, I'm going to stick with it. So now, Rick... What did you do this for the month of September for the uh, top ten rankings system? All right. Well, let me just say this. It was kind of hard because we had Todd take out two guys that I feel like should be in the top ten. Okada right. and Prince Puma. Right. So I felt like I had to put them back in. Okay. But then I looked at Todd's additions in Braun Strowman and Finn Balor, and I'm like, they, they kind of do deserve to be in that top ten. So I did a little bit of taking out and putting in of my own. Oh, okay. So... I just have to say, honorable mention, Marty Skrull, the villain from Ring of Honor. Honorable mention. Not in the top ten, but okay. absolutely, I see him I as agree. a future top ten guy. I, I cannot, I can't disagree with you. I can't. Yeah. I agree. And, another honorable mention, John 
John Cena. These promos, he's barely had any matches, but these promos have been spot on. Yes. Like a spicy meatball. He's <laughs> not in the top ten. Bingo. Without further ado, here is Rick Sorrento the Third's top ten rankings. At number ten, I put Finn Balor. So Todd Silver's number one has just dropped to number ten, and I tell you why. I feel like when Finn Balor returned, he went against Elias Samson, and he has been against Bray Wyatt. I feel like the matches haven't been there. I do believe he belongs in the top ten, but I feel like. He's not giving me everything. That's just my POV. If you gotta say something, fight me! At number nine, I put Braun Strowman. Again, Braun Strowman, this guy is powerful. He's definitely climbing the rankings. However, Roman, 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 and Lesnar. That's all I've seen for Braun Strowman. Yep. So, yeah. again, I, I need agree. more of that. I need more matches. Fight somebody else. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Same thing. Yeah. Um, at number eight, I put Bobby Roode. Now, Bobby Roode, great NXT champion, but since coming to SmackDown, has done nothing. I agree. So, that's why I leave him there. At number seven, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. Now, this rivalry he has with Okada is the best of the yes. year. Best for a long time, I would say. Mm-hmm. But he's been injured the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, that's why I, I leave him in the seventh spot. You guys had him at, at nine and Tony... And Todd had him at 10. I still feel like he's a little bit better right now than Balor, Strowman, and Bobby Roode. Oh, okay. Um, well, I had him that low only because of his injury, though. That's yeah, why. exactly. So. I get it. But I, I, um, I get at, where you're coming from. At number That's six, I have... <laughs> God. At number six, I have The Miz, who has the best promo work in the business right now. Though few, his matches have been entertaining. So that's why I keep him at number six. No. He's given relevance to the IC title. And and I agree with you there, but I'm kind of shocked you didn't put him up higher. Well, because of the people ahead of him, I feel okay. like he's just a lot better. Like, listen, I love the Miz. He is great, but I have to be smart about this. I have to be real. You know, I, I'm from Brooklyn, son. I got to keep some real. <laughs> well, see, the, the reason why I'm saying that is because if I would have done the rankings today, I would have moved him up in the rankings, to be honest. That's why I'm saying that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, any more interruptions? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At number five, Kazuchika Okada. Like I said, this rivalry with Kenny Omega has been amazing. I think the guy is great. The thing is with the New Japan guys, they don't fight so often. Yeah. So you, you can't really put him up. I, I would love to put him at the number one spot. I think he, he's definitely worthy of that spot. But again, I don't see him fight as often. Right, right. But the, the war, he beat Omega. They had that draw, the 6.25 rankings, yeah. the ratings. Ooh. And then he lost his last match. But again, one of the best rivalries. At number four, I put Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, again, if we go by NXT, definitely number one. Yeah. But because since he's come to SmackDown, he had a rivalry with Dolph and Jinder, hasn't really been seen a lot on the show. Right. So that's why I put him at number four. At number three, I have Cody Rhodes. His work right now at Ring of Honor in New Japan is far none one of the best in the business. Yes. The guy yeah. is amazing. I agree. All right, this one's a little bit of shocker. At number two, Prince 
Puma. Wow. This dude, this dude is phenomenal. Wow. He's phenomenal. He just won the Cueto Cup for Lucha Underground. My boy, Cortez Castro agrees with me. You guys didn't hear that, but off the air. You know, me and my boy Cortez, we talk a lot. And he's like, yo, Prince Puma is bomb, dog. And I'm like, yo, he is bomb, dog. So at number, at number two, I got Prince Puma. Wow. I mean, he's worthy of it, man. The guy he, he is, is bomb, though. He's all business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at number one, I have the United States champion. The phenomenal wow. one, AJ Styles. Yeah, wow. I, uh, I can, I nope. can definitely, I feel that one. Okay. Right, now, what's your reasoning behind putting him number one? Because right now, the stuff he had with KO. Now, all right, let me just say who I replaced. I replaced Samoa Joe due to injury, and also I agree. he lost to Brock, and that fatal four way he was non-existent. I agree. So I agree. I, I'm sorry if some people disagree with it. I mean, it's just... But you're right, though, you know? And, and I was going to mention that, too. Like, with Samoa Joe, if you would have lowered him or taken him off, then I would have agreed. You know what I'm saying? If you would have left him on but lowered his ranking more, I definitely would have agreed to that, too. You know what I'm saying? Because when was the last time we've seen Samoa Joe? But you took him out, which, you know what? I have to agree with that, too, because he hasn't been around. You know, I'm sorry. And the other guy I took out. Now this one, this one is Kevin Owens. I'm sorry. I Ooh, think since, see that that since, that that's that's a tricky one. Now my explanation for this is since coming to SmackDown, we had the whole the uh, face of America wasn't too pleased on that gimmick. Okay. Um, he, he cheated most of his matches for the U.S. Well, title. He's a heel. He's supposed to cheat. I get it, but it's just like, and I feel like if you're going to be in the top 10, you got to put people out, you know? Right. And also this whole Shane thing. This whole Shane thing took up about a month. It's been going on back and forth. I don't like it. I I think it's horrible. I know where they're going with it, but because of this past month, nothing has happened. I can't be a fortune teller. I can't say in the future, he deserves to be in the top 10. So for me... <laughs> Kevin Owens is out, but the reasoning for AJ Styles at number one is AJ is simply phenomenal. His matches with KO were great, but also he is SmackDown. He yeah. he built that right now. He is that's his house, yeah. and the relevancy he puts on the US title, just like John Cena did, is is amazing. I love how he has a new match every week. He's giving Ty Dillinger, Baron Corbin chances at the title. Again, AJ Styles simply phenomenal. That's my top ten, and I, I agree with that. Um, I might. The only thing I have to disagree with is you took out Kevin Owens. I think he's on top of his game right now, and he's really building up to be that top heel in the in, in SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, now, now, my, now I got to throw this out to you guys because between myself, Todd, and Rick, we did not put in Jinder Mahal or Brock Lesnar. Why? Now, now I'm going to tell you, with Brock part-time, barely get to see him. So I just want people out there to understand, you people, I want y'all to understand that, (laughs) you know, Brock does not belong on the top ten if he hasn't wrestled. Right. You know, Rick just took out Samoa Joe. 
because he's injured and he hasn't wrestled. So I agree with that. I wouldn't have. I don't. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I might disagree with Kevin Owens though. But Rick, you put in John Cena, didn't you? No, he didn't. Oh, that was just an honorable he, honorable mention. Okay. Honorable okay. mention. Well, so. the thing is, also the other reason is I had no choice because I had to put two people in right. that I felt like were taken out. So, I, unfairly, I don't think Okada or Prince Puma should have been taken out of the list. Right. So, I only had two people I could put back in. Oh, I see. And honestly, okay. so it's like I really got stuck. So, that's why I had to take Kevin out. I mean, Finn Balor, I feel like, deserves to be in the top ten. Okay. Just not at number one. And so, that's why it was a whole thing. Because otherwise, I would have kept Kevin in. But I had to put Okada and Prince Puma back in. Right. I hear so, you. So, I mean. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> but you know what, Tony? Screw off me over me. You're not fucking <laughs> me. <laughs> Alrighty. That is the top ten between myself, Todd Silver, and Rick Serrano the third. Now, um, I'm gonna tell you people, you do have input. Please uh, put your opinions on my top ten, Todd's top ten, and Rick's top 10. Now, this is a ranking system, okay? And and just like what Rick explained with Samoa Joe, he just been out of action for way too long, so that eliminated him from the top 10. We haven't seen anything. He hasn't done much. So, just understand that. And um, it's, just look it's at it. It's not a favoritism thing. No, it's, it ha- it's not a favoritism at all, because if it was, right. Roman Reigns would have been in the top 10. That's true. <laughs> right? That's true. So, <laughs> That's true. You know? No, no, I get it. I get it. So, you know, we have to look at it for what it is. And with The Miz, I, I agree. The Miz, I think, in this ranking, it, it fluctuated a little bit. But I honestly, yeah. like I said, if you would have put him up higher, I would have agreed with you, too. You know, if you would have put him low, I would be like, hey, hey, he's been having some good hey, promos. Hey, like, hey, 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 I went all Italian. Hey, forget <laughs> about it. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, don't ever call me that. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Just joshing. Who says that anymore? Just joshing. Have you ever heard that? No? All right, well, it must no. be me. All right, um... <laughs> All right, so that is the top ten. Like I said, please comment on our Facebook page at Wrestling POV, and of course our Instagram at Wrestling POV One, and our Twitter at uh, Wrestling POV. Just put your comments on there. Tell us what you think. All right. And also, I want to hear your voice when we put up. It's going to be on our Facebook page. Who got the top ten correct? I want you all yeah. to vote on me, Richard the Third, because obviously I got it right. I mean, it's episode eighty-seven. I was born in 87. I mean, it's, I'm the third wheel. I went third. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's, it's only natural, man. So, when you guys want to vote, make sure you vote for the third wheel, Rick Surrounder third. You can also vote for Tony Diaz or Todd Silver if you think that's better, if you want to give him a couple of votes. But, yes. All right, people. Well, Miguel's going next, right? No, no, you don't. Next week, it'll be uh, up to the fans to decide. It's going to be the whole voting thing until uh, October. Until next month. And then Rick will have his top 10 for the month of October ranking system. So. Yes. All right. Wrestling POV is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. These shirts are amazing, people. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Put in promo code WPOV and you will get 10% off. Dang. Whoa. You know how much is 10% meaning? It's less than... 
It's slipped in. Eleven. What the hell? Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. She caught me off guard. Whatever. Kind of ruined. Kind of ruined it. I ruined it. You ruined it. So you you go away for a little while and then you just come back. Because my mind isn't reading English and comprehension and you know. What the hell was that? All right. Jesus. The hell. Alrighty. What the hell? See, Jimmy still wants to do that. And this is why we went to the recording. Oh, man. Wow. So SmackDown opens up with Shane McMahon, and he condemns Kevin Owens to hell in a cell. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially since Vince said they were going to be fighting in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, so last week. <laughs> 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 oh, baby, how I missed you. Really? All right, next up, we got Randy Orton versus Aiden English. Guys, I think this was Aiden English's best in-ring performance. I agree. Today, I thought it was great. Um, I'm hoping he gets a push. I even told you, Tony, I would love to see oh. Aiden English answer the U.S. Open Challenge. I think oh, yeah. AJ I think that'll be next. I think I that'll so. be after uh, Hell of a Cell. I, yep. I really do. And they keep so. pushing them the way they are. So. I hope to see it. All right. Uh, Randy Orton ended up hitting an RKO out of nowhere, which was pretty entertaining. And Randy Orton won. Yes. After that, Rusev came out and said he was embarrassed and he wants another match with Orton. Orton agrees. And thanks to an Aiden English distraction, Rusev picks up the quick 10 second win. Wow. It was a 9.5 second win. Jesus wow, Christ. all right. Wow, I got the stopwatch ready. Really? Yes, I did. What? Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> so we're going to see Rusev versus Orton in Hell in a Cell? Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, really? I don't want to see that. Yeah. No. Me neither, too. Uh, yeah. Nope. Sorry. Bummer. Nope. Yeah. Next up, we had another Jinder Mahal promo. Now... This promo, man, yo. Jinder uh. so, says to the fans, your prejudice is all Nakamura has to look forward to. Then Jinder said Nakamura's face looks the same. <laughs> then he said, man. he called him Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And then the crowd even chanted, that's too far. Now, wait, I mean, before you keep going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is that going too far by him calling him Mr. Miyagi? Well, that was hilarious. That was gold. That was comedian gold. <laughs> Serious. You know, these millennials nowadays, they're very sensitive. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, holy! They're sensitive with every little inappropriate in the windows or whatever you may call it that you put okay. out there. Watch as your the big idea. As the only millennial on this show, <laughs> I just have to say that it's not that we're sensitive, it's that we understand how far we have come 
to succumb to racial jokes. Now, I love racial jokes. I love racial jokes. I don't tell jokes. it on air. I don't say it on the air. I don't say it live on SmackDown Live. Now, here's the thing. We, again, the Attitude Era, Bobby the Brain Heenan, we've went through this already. Mm-hmm. But now, since WWE wants to be PG, then maybe you just keep it PG or just be rated R. You know, keep it TV-14. Choose which one you want to no, do. But, but look at what the past few weeks has been going through. You know, the, 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 the segments with John Cena and Roman Reigns are swearing up a storm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This was bound to happen. You got Vince McMahon bleeding on the, on live television. You know what I'm saying? Showing the blood, too. Normally, they'd be, they, they'll shy away from that because they want to stay PG. They want to stay away from that. Stay PG. But they're not. <laughs> I'm flaring my arms like I'm... <laughs> I don't know why. But you know what I'm saying? So now it's like maybe they are trying to get edgier. Because look what's happening. We're talking about it now. Do I think it's funny? I think it was hilarious. That was funny. I can handle the but I can handle the Mr. Miyagi thing. The whole rook's the same. That I, I, was, like, I was just like I would have said that. <laughs> I would have said that. I would have said, said the whole rook the same, but not the Mr. Miyagi part. Uh, my, like I said, my thing is, is this is wrestling, folks. This is wrestling. And I get what you're saying, right? You know, they were trying to keep it PG, which I understand. But at the same time, it looks like the ratings was going down since they've been on a PG set rating. Okay? But they only did that. Why? Because of sponsors and this and that. That's the only reason why. They did okay? because of, but, Mrs. McMahon was going for Congress. That was a long time ago. But now it's all about the sponsorship. Okay, people paying for airtime during their shows. So they have to, you know, calm it down a little bit. But then I think now Vince is like, you know what? I'm starting to lose money here, guys. Sorry, I gotta break I gotta have it a little bit edgier, man. I gotta go a little bit I gotta take it a little bit further because look what's happening. Everybody is talking about it. Whether they got upset because he called him Mr. Miyagi or they, they, they got upset because he said Rook. I mean <laughs> <laughs> WWE has issued an apology and they do not show it on the the recap of SmackDown. They took it off. Yeah, So somebody did get upset. Yeah. But that's what it is, man. So moving on. Gender. Gender is fucking. Aren't you glad she's back today? John Silver, you have never been missed as much as you are right now. Cinder right. is funny, but not as funny when he wins at Hell in a Cell. We then had AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. That match does not get underway as Ty Dillinger attacks Corbin. Yeah, so I'm guessing triple threat. Oh yeah, that's what's gonna end up happening. But that's a different side of uh, of um, Ty Dillinger. Holy cow! Yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, I mean, but it, but it you know what? I was just about to say that. But it's good to see. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, New Day versus the Hype Bros. New Day wins. Obviously, the Hype Bros say they will do something drastic. Yeah. So I guess they're not splitting up. They, they might turn heel though, but I I'd, I'd go with it. I'd run with it. Uh, yeah, sure. I wouldn't. 
Yeah, they, they just turn right outside the door. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Rick on that. And then, and then when they open up the door, bring back the colons. <laughs> the colons. <laughs> the colons are not coming back, though. I heard they are. That was one of my rumors yeah. for today, but I didn't want to say it, but I said it now. <laughs> All right. Alrighty then. <laughs> That's right. Suck Next up, Kevin Owens says that Shane may condemn him to hell, but when he does a hell in a cell, will not condemn him to hell. He will go to heaven. So Kevin Owens just admitted to committing murder. Pre, <laughs> pre something murder. <laughs> Premeditated. Premeditated. Premeditated murder. <laughs> Damn the millennials. All right. Whatever they're called. Millennials. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay, Generation X. Break it down. That's right. Suck it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, guys, the, the AARP's having a sale. Uh, uh, they are? Yeah. You better go sign up. I know. <laughs> Five All years. right, Dolph Ziggler is mocking entrances again. Waste <sighs> time. You know what? You know what entrance? You know what entrance he needs to mock? His own. He needs to. <laughs> you know what? He needs to entrance his way out the door. Where are they going with this? Nowhere. Ridiculous. I don't know. Ridiculous. Well, that's your boy, Rick. Oh damn. No, not anymore. Not since I ripped my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Still your boy, Dolph. Speaking of which, if you want to know why I ripped my shirt, you oh. can look at past episodes on iTunes just mm-hmm. by subscribing at Wrestling POV. Also, leave a five-star rating and a comment. I mean, what's, come on, guys. Do it. Leave right a now. comment. Do it okay. now. Right now. Okay. Right. All right. So the main event of SmackDown, we had Charlotte versus Becky versus Naomi versus Tamina. What? The number one contender. Um... No entrances for Tamina. I know, right? Barely anything for Becky. But we had to see the glow. We had to see the glow. <laughs> and definitely we had to see Charlotte. Because Charlotte, who said she wishes her dad dead last year, all of a sudden this year says how much she appreciates him. Yeah. So, all right, a little, little mess up there for mm, WWE, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, I never and, wish it. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Even joking around. Right. Use is right. Use is right. Use is right. Um, I want that in writing. But right. now, <laughs> did you guys notice that there was no Carmella? Is the WWE listening to our show? Are they listening to I, me? I, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Al Pacino. Are they listening yeah. to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you looking at me? Yeah. You looking at me? Are you talking um, to me? <laughs> no Carmella, so I think that's a good thing. That is uh, a good but thing. But Charlotte ended up winning. She's the new number one contender. Thoughts? Yeah. It, to, honestly, it was predictable. To me, it was predictable. Yes. I yeah. just I just looked at it and I was like, oh, Charlotte, Charlotte's winning. Yeah. We haven't seen her in a while. The 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 tragedy that happened to Ric Flair, you know, it was kind of like, you know, bringing the Flair name back out there and stuff. So yeah, no, it was, it was yeah. predictable, but a good but a good match. It was a good match. It, was, know, a good match. Yeah. it was a good match. Yeah. All right. Good match. Yeah. <laughs> so that is it for SmackDown. It is now time for Raw versus SmackDown, where Raw is up fourteen to nine. Yes. Our fans voted on Twitter every week after Tuesday night SmackDown Live. We put up a Twitter poll for you guys to vote. Vote for you go on our Twitter page at Wrestling POV and you cast your vote. And we look at it and we say, hmm, maybe the fans were right. Maybe I should vote for SmackDown this week, or maybe they were right. I should vote for Raw this week. Right. We take your thoughts and we're like, hmm. Let's think about it, huh? 
<laughs> so this week the votes went to 60% for SmackDown oh, wow. Live. Wow, really? With that marinade. Mimi, wow. you have returned. So, what do you vote, Raw or SmackDown? You know, I have to say that I agree with the fans, and I'm going to go with SmackDown. Wow. I'm ready. Rick, who are you going for this week? Well, since I had a rant on Rick's Rants, for our, on our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter, you can check it out every week, where I have a rant about things I don't like, and there's a lot of things I don't like. For example, this past Monday night on Raw, what the hell? Monday Night Raw was only a recap. Yes. A recap, recap, recap. <laughs> Roman Reigns trying to kill Cena, but you were wrong, bro, because you can't do your job. Jason Jordan, number one contender. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, Bailey thrown into then, the mix. Bailey thrown in the mix. Kurt Hawkins versus Apollo Cruz for no damn reason. <laughs> Dustin Reynolds wearing whatever, wearing golden stuff, but no makeup. Uh, Ugh, I know. I'm going with SmackDown this week. Raw, take your recap and your go home show and shove it. <laughs> now, honestly, I mean, my my thing is, I, I was on the fence on it, so I'm glad I didn't go today. I was on. I thought they were both equally bad. The only uh, thing I enjoyed was just the match with uh, the the ladies the, for the number one contender. That was the only thing I enjoyed about SmackDown. Raw, like you said, right? It was nothing but recaps, you know, and it was like, oh, boy. But uh, I was still on the fence, though. I didn't know which one was equally bad, you know. So, so SmackDown is now have ten. So they are down fourteen to ten. Don't call it a comeback. Well, SmackDown is making its way up. Don't yes, call it a yes. Don't call it a comeback. Suck a butt. Alrighty, it is time for the WWE No Mercy pay per view points game. You're going to win it. <laughs> All right, so now just a quick recap on how to play. Each match is worth a certain amount of points. The only matches that are worth 10 points is the heavyweight title match and the women's match for this pay-per-view, WWE No Mercy. So there's seven matches all together. The rest of the matches are only five points. And basically what it is, so let's just say Enzo versus Neville, and you feel that Neville's going to win, but you're not sure. You wouldn't want to bet your whole five points. Go two, one, three. It's up to you. It's all about a confidence level on this point system. So you have to remember, if you win, you get those points. But if you lose, you don't get those points and they get subtracted from your total. You could be in the negative. And people believe me. I know what it's like to stay in the negative. Should they be listening to Mr. Rick, a two-time champion? That's messed up. Oh, he's such you a... Still, oh. You still want a job? He's such a kisser. So, basically, like I said, if you get the points right, you get the... Uh, if you get the match right, you get the points. And if you don't get the match, you don't get the points. But they get subtracted lose from their points. total. You lose those points. And at the end of the pay-per-view, we can crown a new champion. Got a new wrestling POV champion. Who will it be? The belt's been all across the world already. All across the world. I don't know. What other podcast can say that? None. All right. We're ready to play? Yes. Yes, All righty. Rick, we're going to start it off with you. 
The very first one. Now, this is not in order. I just want you guys to understand. Oh, yeah, that's right. If there is another match before the uh, pay-per-view starts, we will submit our matches. Um, myself, Rick, and Mimi Goody will throw our picks in and our points for that. And just make sure you guys try to follow up with that, too. Because if you don't put it in, you ain't going to get those points. Mm-hmm. That'll suck for you. Right now, all I got is seven matches on the card. If they do add, like I said, we're going to post it on our Facebook page, and uh, we take it from there. All right? All right, let's get ready. All right, the first match, it is, like I said, there's no particular order. Uh, We're going to go with the WWE Cruiserweight Champion, Neville versus Enzo Amore. This is only five points. Rick, who do you got on this one? I have, for five points, Enzo Amore. Wow. Really? And I tell you why? Tell me why. Because... Enzo has been fighting dirty and all this stuff. And on 205 Live, Neville got kicked in the nuts by Enzo. So Neville's going to return the favor and get disqualified. Enzo's going to win by DQ. Five points. Booyah. You get five points? Yes, sir. All righty. Well, I kind of agree. This one I did have a hard time with uh, because it's just they put Enzo in there for a reason. Because this is... Because of his mouth. 205 Live has been declining. So with him being in there, you know, they, they were hoping to kind of boost it up a little bit. <coughs> so now, but I wasn't sure though. So I, I did went with Enzo. I only went two points. And it's, it's only because I'm not sure. I really not. But if Enzo doesn't win, where does he go from here? You know what I'm Out saying? Out the door. Out the door. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Mimi Goody, who you got? Well. Already. There is no theory to me. I'm picking Neville okay. four points because I like Neville more than I like Enzo. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. So that is the only reason why. Oh. I don't watch 205 Life. I don't care for that. But I do think that Neville should win it. All right. So you're on the Neville level? <laughs> yes. She's on another Neville level. Nothing. <laughs> 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 I don't get anything. Right. All right, so up next, we got Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Five points. I'll go. I'm going with Finn for three points, only because they got to end this feud, but they cannot have Finn Balor lose. They can't go with this angle where he can only win matches when he puts the war paint on. They, they can't do that. I'm sorry. So I'm going with Finn Balor three points. Mimi Goody, what do you got? I'm going with Finn Balor five points. Nice. Any reason or just... Um, it was a hard one because I liked them both. Okay. You know, and I think, you know, um, Bray Wyatt deserves to win, but the demon can't lose. Okay. Alrighty. Rick's around to the third. Who you got on this one? I'm going to go with Finn Balor three points also. I just don't, I don't care about this much. much. They they (laughs) haven't done anything much for me to really care much for it. Um. It was difficult to pick, though. I honestly think Bray does have a chance to win, but uh, I'm going with Finn. All right. I agree. I, I agree with you there. All right. Up next is for the Raw Tag Team Championship, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose versus Cesaro and Sheamus. This is only five points. Mimi Goody, who are you picking on this one? Well, I'm picking Cesaro and Sheamus. Really? New Tag Champs? Yep. All five right. points. Five points. Wow. Go ahead, Rick. I am going with Seth and Dean. Three points. There's no way they can take the belts off of them to give it to the bar. 
It's true. I think they need to go somewhere else with this. Uh-huh. They got to stay away from the Cesaro and Sheamus thing. It's it's this is it's just overdone. I'm done with it. My pick is Seth and Dean. Four points. Also, Seamus has to film a movie. Just Ooh. saying. Ooh. Just saying. Right. He's just saying. All right. Up next is for the Raw Women's Championship. This one is for 10 points. It is Alexa Bliss, the champion, versus Sasha Banks, Bailey, Nia Jax, and Emma. Rick, who you got on this one? 10-pointer. I'm, go- I'm going six points for Emma. Get out of here. Are you serious? Yes. Serious? Wow. I really feel like Emma's going to win. I don't know. You know what? That's very, very interesting. (laughs) But stupid. I'm getting there. Oh, <laughs> All right. My pick for this one, I think Alexa is going to retain. I'm going eight points with it. I think the only reason why they put Emma in this match is they needed a fall guy. They're not going to have Nia Jax do it. They're not going to have Bailey do it. They're not going to have Sasha Banks do it. They're going to have Emma do it. I'm telling you, that's what's going to end up happening. So I'm going with Alexa Bliss. She's going to retain her title. Eight points. Mimi Goody, what do you got? Well, I... You know, been watching uh, what's her name, uh, Asuka's. Asuka. Asuka's. 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 <laughs> little promo, your vignettes, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and, and she's coming to Raw. Yeah, I know that. I think we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you know, it's for me. It's like, okay, she's gonna come into Raw. Who's she gonna fight? Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not give her competition? Nia Jax, six points. Damn, Nia Jax, really? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad that Mimi said that because that makes me more confident with it because who can Asuka take the belt from? Oh, Emma, that's true. On the first night on Raw. She could take it next. from Nia Jax, too. Because she, no, she beat no, Nia. That's a WrestleMania match, Mimi. That's a WrestleMania match, Mimi. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Don't bust some blood vessels. Jeez, relax. <laughs> Alright, so up next is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Um, John's got way too much on his plate. I'm going with Roman, five points. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Mimi Goody, you're up. Who do you got? You know, I like Roman, but John is going to fucking... Oops, sorry. Well, we're ready to don't matter how. We change it because of your ass. Bingo! John is going to smash him. And I'm going for John Cena, five points. Wow. All right, guys. John Cena, three points. Yo, John Cena, yo, I hated him for the longest time. And now I'm about to order me a John Cena shirt. Jeez. Oh, I got one already. Wow, so, so who you going, John Cena? How many points? Three? Three points. Three! All right, okay. So up next, it's for the IC belt, the Intercontinental Championship. The Miz versus Jason Jordan. Mimi, who you got on this one? Well, you know, The Miz has been on a roll. Yes. And The Miz, five points. Really? Yes. Wow. All right. Go ahead, Rick. Who do you got on this one? If you're competent. 
if anybody picks Jason Jordan and I mean, what are you thinking if you pick Jason Jordan? I'm going with the Miz! Five points! Right. You know what? You'd be surprised, though. You'd be yeah, surprised. going to pick him right now. There's <laughs> going to be somebody. No. Because it's Jay. No, because it's Jay. Because it's Jay. He always picks the other dog. Yeah, it's true. That is true. That's a, uh, that's a cousin Jay pick. So. <laughs> yeah, he has more wins than Tony, though. Yeah, that's your oh. shut up! <laughs> Mofos. I'm picking the Miz, damn it. <laughs> but I'm only going two points. And the reason why I'm only going two points is, yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> they might give it to Jason Jordan. <laughs> just to piss people off. And I'll stop watching and, No, you will not. But it's, it's just that, you know, the, they doing that just to piss people off. And they want to see that feud continue with Jason Jordan. No. Yes, I'm telling so you. You watch. Boring. That's what's going to end up happening. It's so fucking boring. All right, the last match is for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. This is a 10-pointer, people. 10 points. Rick, who are you picking? I. This was the hardest one for me. It, um, yeah, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go six points. And I'm going to go with Braun. Really? I, I New champion? really struggle with this one. You yeah, know what? I, I did too, and um, I'm trying to look ahead, and I know they still want to have this thing with Roman and, and Brock again, um, and they want the title on the line. I think I'm going with Brock. I'm going seven points. That's what I'm going with. I, I think they want to keep it on him just to uh, – because we got Survivor Series coming up. We got the Royal Rumble after that. I mean, it's not, it's technically not too far away in their eyes. That's how they see it. So, maybe you got on this one. Well, Brock Lesnar sucks big hairy balls. Jesus. <laughs> and I would prefer to see the fight between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Again? Yeah. Right. Well, it's the same thing. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Again? Yeah. You know? At least Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns have a better vessel. Right. right. So I'm picking Braun Strowman nine points. Rip? Wow. I'm going, right. I'm going big. I see that. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Oh, you're going home, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is it. That is your WWE No Mercy pay-per-view points game. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But stupid. No, because I'm going to be champion, damn it. I psyched everybody out in the video, so. You're stupid. Yeah, no. You'll be the champion of the negatives. Wait a second. Wait a second. Speaking of champion, our very own champion, Elio Canella, has sent me a message. And his message says, I've got the gold sitting right here on my shoulder. And this Sunday night, there will be no retreat, no surrender. There will be no mercy. I walk in as champion, and I walk out as champion. What? Oh. You want a piece of me? Because I'm pretty sick of your damn mouth. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Yeah, it is. Not going to happen. Well, I'm you're winning. right, Tony. It's not going to happen, and I'll tell you why. Because the third wheel, Rich Reynolds III, will be adding a third title reign. Remember, I am the first ever WrestleMania champion, the first.
first ever multiple time wrestling POV champion. I picked three matches and I put three points on those three matches. I'm going to have the third title reign. Third is the word. The third wheel. Rick Sorrento. The third. It's not going to happen. Bull 38 last, huh? Lads. Not oh. last. Lads. Lassie. <laughs> Lassie. <laughs> Oh Lord! The thirty-eight lads are walking out with the belt. Not gonna happen. It's probably gonna be me, though. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Sorry. With that being said, that is the end of our show. Make sure you play, and uh, of course, you have to like the Wrestling POV Facebook page in order to qualify to win. In order to qualify to win, you have to like the page and. Post your picks up on our page. So that is the show for today. I'm your host, Tony Diaz, along with Mimi Goody and the third wheel, Rick Sorrento the third, and our intern, Miguel Cole. Adios. Love, peace, and wrestling. We will see you next week. Peace out. Good night, everybody. Okay, so is it time for me to make my picks? Because remember, you guys said last week I get to put in my picks for the rest of the BLB podcast pay-per-view points game. Okay, so here's my first pick. 